where we left off with Taylor Ferber. I just think when you're in an echo chamber, you're going to have a lot of issues because you're not hearing the debates. Like I love debates. I love getting in, right? How many times do I say, Mary, I love having productive conflict because it means we're going to grow. Um, yeah. But you have to be open to that, right? Like yeah. that's what I love about your show. It's a great lesson in how do we try to just hear something we will disagree with. Like, don't you want to hear something you disagree with to think about why you believe what you believe? Wow, Mary, I cannot believe what just happened in part one of <laughs> Taylor Ferber's Cancel Me Baby interview with us. I know. So many highlights. I mean, okay, what is one highlight about what Taylor says when she reviews and just like that? I mean, if you haven't seen and just like that, you won't understand this reference. But for those of you who have, Taylor said that she would rather be scattering ashes over a bridge than watching and just like that. Yeah. And I, then I, we had a porn study, nuanced discussion around Pam and Tommy. Somehow I ended up and look at our Instagram at Ivory Tower Boiler Room because in our um, part one post, you actually will see some of the studies that are accurate. And I did not just pull them out of thin air um, about straight men watching gay porn, women being really into gay porn. Um, again, this isn't a one size fits all, no pun intended. <laughs> just realized what I did there. Um, but yeah, we really get into euphoria is about to happen in part two. So if you thought we were done with euphoria, we are just beginning. Um, and I cannot wait for where I ended. I asked, why do we debate? Like, why is it so important mm -hmm. to have open civil debate and nuanced mm -hmm. discussions and, you know, counter the spectacle of cancel culture? So, I mean, mm -hmm. Mary, you were there in the interview. There's a lot to come, isn't there? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And it's all important stuff, too. I mean, yeah, we gossip, but I mean, like you brought up a great point. I mean, that's a great question. And I think people are really going to enjoy the answer and I hopefully it will open their minds. Yeah. And we give a whole media studies discussion. Like I said, Taylor is not only a pop culture provocateur, but she is a media analyst. She knows the ins and outs of the red carpet. She gets the Hollywood industry, the behind the scenes. Um, again, make sure go to her website. It's in our show notes. Um, listen to cancel me, baby. Watch her red carpet interviews with her selfie stick, her infamous selfie stick that's on her <laughs> website um, and get some merch because I have her canceled yeah. hat and I am loving it in the gym. I am definitely maybe attracting some of those straight white men mm. who she's uh, getting to slide into my DMs. OK, that's a joke, mm. everyone. But again, <laughs> I, you know, flattery is um, what is that saying? Flattery is the best form of. No. Oh, no, that's um, mimicry or not mimicry, uh, but basically the same thing. It's like a form of flattery. Um, OK, well, whoever knows the whatever, phrase out yeah, there, whatever the phrase you is. understand flattery basically eggs on our narcissism. So, yes. <laughs> OK, here is part two with Taylor Ferber.
it like gives me hope because as much as I love the people, this is another reason why I really do it. As much as I love the people who say, thank you. Thank you for speaking up on this because no one else will and agreeing and all that is great. But I really love like even Andrew, when you'll message me and you'll say, you know what? Like, I don't like the JK Rowling. I don't necessarily agree with this, but I could see this. And, you know, I don't agree with this, but how about, have you thought of this? Like, I love that because it's, that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. How boring to have people agreeing with you all the time. Like, you're right. I mean, I'll be upfront. I said, yeah, I think JK Rowling has transphobic statements, but I'm not going to post about it. I mean, like, but that's just my, mantra in general is I'm not going to give it energy on social media, like into the void of, you know, I hate her. (laughs) I don't like putting negativity out because I do really feel that it starts to just absorb you in all different facets of your life. Like let let me focus on Andrew Rimby and his happiness. Yes. Yes. But well, speaking of, you know, we're getting near the end but we have to talk about Euphoria because I need to know, like, speaking of a show that um, definitely has gotten controversy, like that D.A.R.E. program. Did you have D.A.R.E. in your school district, Taylor? Yes. Yeah, did we did guys? too. D.A.R.E. Listen, was like she real probably, big. She suffered like with the rest of us. Oh, yeah. Oh they put God. on a play, I remember. <laughs> I remember. I don't know if it was D.A.R.E., but I remember in high school, we had a speaker come. I'm like still shocked and traumatized by this person. But I remember they were like going through all of the really popular like rock stars and hip hop stars and like the drugs and stuff they would do. And they like scared the shit out of us. I remember like he was talking about Lil Wayne and Scissor. Do you remember when Scissor was like a thing? And he was like, I guarantee you Lil Wayne will be dead by the age 35. And we're all sitting there in like the high school auditorium, like shaking. We're like, not Lil Wayne. Like, (laughs) yes. Oh my God. Well, you know what I'm kind of putting together right now is, well, first I should say, if no one knows about there, they like really went after Euphoria. They said, this is promoting drug use. This is making it acceptable among high schoolers. And I'm like, are you they seeing the same shut show up. I'm seeing? Like they need to shut up with that. Like, but I'm like, I told Mary, I don't want to be part of anyone in that show. Like, I don't want to live that life. Like mm-hmm. they frighten me. Those characters scare me. You're gonna laugh. I literally, I mean, you and I were DMing about this. I haven't, I'm a 30-year-old woman, okay? I haven't even gotten past the pilot because I was like, I am so shook. Like, I feel like I need therapy. Do high school kids watch this show? Because how oh, they do. Like, my students who are Gen Zers, they're like, we're so glad you're watching it. Well, they also are happy when I watched Love is Blind, but um, <laughs> they're like, we love Euphoria. Like, yikes. Yeah, it's like a very, um, it's a touchstone right now for Gen Z. I know, Z. that's why I felt mm-hmm. like I had to start watching it. I was like, I feel like I need to know to talk about it on my show, but it's so heavy and mm-hmm. it makes me think about, I mean, what were we watching well, in I brought school. up Degrassi to my students and they said, oh yeah. I said, it's like a more disorienting, um, dreamlike graphic Degrassi. Like- I mean, even in the pilot of Euphoria, you have like a rape, basically a drug overdose, mm-hmm. like a, 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 that's like the, the cliff note. Like it's mm-hmm. so, 
And I think it's, you know, these are themes I talk about on my show often, but, and, and you guys probably have so much to say about this, but I think it's so telling of, it makes me so sad. Like I, I sound like a, literally a grandma, but like <laughs> the kids these days, they're, they have to grow up so fast. Like, I can't believe they're mm-hmm. watching this and they're, I know I literally sound like a golden girl, but it's like, <laughs> Again, it's like, I can bear, it's hard to stomach. It's like when we, I don't know, we were watching, remember all those shows on MTV, like next and like, you like run home to watch TRL. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's just, I don't know. I want to say the closest thing, like I watched to Euphoria in high school was Gossip Girl, but that was like one of those shows where you were just like, okay, this is obviously not at all real life. Like who is living this life? Like it was just, It was that like high society, like young high society doing whatever I want to do, kind of like porn that I was like, I want to watch this at night because I want to fantasize about being in this world for a little bit. But euphoria. Like, guys, guys, we had one tree hill. Let's just put it that way. We had Gilmore Girls. We had no, I think the most juiciest (laughs) on cable for me was Desperate Housewives. Oh, Desperate Housewives. That was a phenomenon. Desperate Housewives fucking slaps. Okay. Even till this day, it is, that's another one. I feel like that was a little bit ahead of its time, like Mm -hmm. edgy, but it wasn't over. That's the other thing. Like I, I explore this on my show is everything being too much, like too much sexuality, too much, you know, and this is coming from someone like I was in Playboy and I'm still like, can we tone it down a little bit? Like every, you know, there has to be a little mystery intrigue. It's Desperate amazing ha- for you to say you were in play mm-hmm. boy, just to like say that, like, I am so impressed. Thank you. But, um, yes, it was definitely a career highlight. Something I had like manifested since I was in high school, believe it or not. But yeah, it's like desperate housewives. It was like just enough, like yeah. edgy, but fun. Yeah. And well, wait, was that also the time when the playboy reality show was out? Was Girls, that- next door. Girls next door. I loved that show. Yeah, I I have the DVDs. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, that's amazing. Well, yeah. I mean, and even for what was on, you know, HBO, because yeah, Euphoria is HBO. Um, that I remember the most intense was True Blood, but like True Blood (laughs) pales in comparison to (laughs) Euphoria. I mean, I will say I'm into the second season. Like I am absorbed, I'm obsessed with it, but I'm obsessed with it in a this is the horniest high school I think I've ever like seen in my life. Uh, like what is okay. happening? Like the scene in the pilot where they're having sex in the pool at a party. Yes. I was like, yes. this shit is just like beyond. I was even like, mm-hmm. I'm a little like, just like what is happening? Yeah, but it is with my favorite actor, Lucas Gage. So I was like, you like, go, I Lucas. Will say, <laughs> shout out to that scene because no, but yeah, yeah. yeah well, I liked wild. him in the White Lotus. That I mm. thought was a really oh, good show. White Lotus is really good. I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought like was awesome. Yeah, and I love Sydney Sweeney. I actually, as I'm like talking with you, Taylor, like you're kind of you and Sydney Sweeney. I mean, you're older than her, I think. So she's kind of yeah. your doppelganger. I have heard that often. And you know, what's so funny is Sydney. I interviewed her way before euphoria. And that that's also, it's kind of fun for me now is seeing all the people who I met who've blown up like overnight, but I had interviewed with Sydney when she was on handmaid's tale. 
Mm, and here's wow, a fun yes, yes remember yes. and then with the pool scene when she dies in the pool yes. but mm. um what's funny is she and I here's like a fun little carpet uh, behind the scenes story. We were, uh, bonding over our boob size on the red carpet because she was laughing about how in Handmaid's Tale, they had to tape her boobs down because, mm. you know, in the Handmaid's, they have those very like kind of Puritan outfits and they have to make her look like a little and girl. She's like thing. prepubescent, isn't she? The character. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, no, mine are huge. And I'm like, yeah, we're kind of like talking about it. Like I, I meet, we meet to each other, I guess. I don't know. It was like a good time, but, um, I always think of that every time I see how much she's just like, completely oh, she's really good. Up. She's a good actress. Yeah. 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 Well, and I know I was telling you, I actually know not know like messaging, but I knew of uh, Maddie Brewer who plays oh, um, yeah. Jeannie, right? Yes, Jeannie. Janine, Janine, yes. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be like, that's not my character. No, <laughs> Janine. And I really love when she's in Hustlers as- yeah, I love like, Hustlers. She's like um, cracked out of her mind. Yeah. Yeah, she's, <laughs> but she's so good at those chaotic characters. And yeah. Well, let's talk about Hustlers. I mean, Mary, have you seen Hustlers? I have not. Okay, well, Mary. we're going to convince you. I need to. <laughs> Go I feel for like it, you Taylor. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure I will. I'm going to yeah. watch it. Yeah. I'm going to put it on my, I'm going to put it in my phone right now so I don't forget. It's a movie <laughs> that I have seen. I feel like these days it's rare to watch because there's so much content. It's rare to watch something multiple times because you're like, I've already seen it on to the next. Hustlers, I've mm -hmm. seen it. A few times and it's also a good um well good and bad because it can get real awkward but it's a good airplane movie mm. it's like entertaining and yeah yes. yeah 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 well i was yeah. awesome. watching euphoria well most of these shows i now just watch like a little when i'm running on the treadmill like right before this interview i was watching pam and tommy um as i run and then let's just say euphoria i was happy people weren't right next to me because i was getting secondhand embarrassment Oh, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh God, they're going to think I'm like on Xtube. Well, I know. Before we talk about Hustlers though, I actually want to yeah. ask you guys, I'm curious about this um, with Sydney Sweeney. So this is where it bugs me, where I feel like women play the victim and or want it both ways. So she talks in a recurrent interview, I think it was with Glamour or Cosmo or something a couple weeks ago, but she kind of was throwing a little pity party because she was saying, since she showed her boobs, you know, in Euphoria and the very beginning episodes, like now she isn't taken seriously as an actress or she gets shit or this or that. And I read the article and I kind of was just like, oh like deflated like a sad little Oscar Mayer blue because it's like this is why I wish women would like just own it like J-Lo on the stripper pole and hustlers or like oh, yeah. even Pam Anderson still I don't know if you guys saw this after everything she's been through she said you know I'm not a victim I'm a survivor and I just like love that attitude so mm -hmm. like for Sydney Sweeney I, I don't know I kind of wish she was like you know what I made the choice to do it. I felt like a fucking badass. It's my artistic choice and my acting career is going to thrive. But instead it's like, oh, I'm objectified. You know, no one takes me seriously. And I'm kind of like, just own it. Well, I have mm -hmm. to say in that series, no shade, Sydney, but in Euphoria, almost everyone bears 
their full body. Yeah. Okay. Like, I think the only person I don't remember seeing, right, Mary? I don't think Zendaya. No, not that I can share anything. Yeah, she's no. not nude at all. Um, I don't know. Mary, well, what do you think as a woman? As a what? No, I mean, I agree with you. Like, I mean, I understand that that's something that can happen and mm-hmm. that's really fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I feel like people are less inclined to look down upon you if like you said like if you just own it i mean like yeah that's a part of who i am like they're you know yes i can get naked for the camera but also like i'm also really smart and i can do this and i can do that like you know just to have the confidence to be like hey you're putting me into a box but i don't belong in just that box right 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 and i love to revisiting some of pam anderson's stuff even as of late she talks a lot about, you know, her early work. And I think she was on the cover of like 17 Playboys. Like, wow, it was, yeah, it's crazy. And even as of late, she's been like, I don't regret, this is what I mean. It's like the attitude. She's like, I don't regret anything. Like I was never put in a position I didn't want to be put in. It made me feel really great. And just that owning it. It's yeah. It's like, it's that confidence. Like mm-hmm. they can't put you in a box if you don't let them. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But I know this isn't the same gender example, but I will remember, or actually not remember, because he's like talking about it in every interview I've heard. But Lucas Gage is like owning that he was eating ass in the White Lotus. And he's like, I'm so glad that I made this acceptable. And I was like, there you go. Like, and I think like that's a very vulnerable, yeah, you know. Um, place that he's in to like own that and he even Mm -hmm. oh I know I heard him on um oh my gosh no maybe I'm not gonna remember oh Paris Hilton's podcast who I love I like this is Paris a lot um and I really respect Paris Hilton I you know she talk about influencer talk about knowing the landscape of pop culture she knows exactly what she's doing um and she had Lucas Gage on. I was so excited because, yeah, he's like talking about making it acceptable for men to embrace their ass and, you know, pleasure. I'm like, okay, you go, Lucas. You would be shocked to see how many famous celebs have gone. I'm talking AA list, have gone full frontal, or I mean, like Richard Gere. And there's so many. I mean, it goes on and on. And I don't know. It's like, it's art. They're not over here being like, oh, I'm a victim. I don't know. It's just, and that's again, where I'm like, you know, is that a generational thing where people now love to be the victim? <laughs> Whereas back then they're like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do, bitch, like take it or leave it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's a good, like last topic, I think to end on, because it really speaks to, I mean, I can't wait. Can we get any juice about like what you have coming up or what you're planning, like any exciting interviews about these topics? So someone I'm really trying to get on my show is Blair White, who is a notable trans woman. Um, I She's another one that's so interesting because I interviewed her before she was huge. Mm. Um, I interviewed her at, at YouTube in a, in, you know, Southern California a couple of years ago. And I, that's another selfie stick interview. I have lo and behold, we're talking about fun things. I'll just leave it at that. So you guys can go look, but she's completely blown up. And 
I talk about, like we talked about the JK Rowling thing. I talk about, you know, trans stuff because it's permeated through our culture now and pop culture. And I really feel like I need someone on and bounce ideas off. Cause a lot of the times it's just me and not a trans person talking about it. So that's something I want to get in the, that, that I've been working on, whether it be her or someone else. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Mm. Oh, well let's manifest it. And also wait, yeah. I just feel like we could just keep going and going, but I will say <laughs> Just to that point um, about doing too much, you spoke exactly to what, and just like that, what bothers me is like those who are not part of that identity, like talk about being transgender, or even LGBTQ, like Carrie, Miranda, um, Charlotte, that they're like, wait, we have to use this language. And they keep saying it over and over and again. And I'm like, we get it. Like, I get it. you're trying to like, learn the like liberal elite speak like so i got cringe. what you're doing mm -hmm. but i'm so glad you make that distinction of the liberal elite speak and that's something people don't talk about and i i've talked about this too it's that it's so i don't know i'm interested for your guys's take because when i talk about these things and i call out the woke and i say it's doing the most and that it's like not helping us the people who i get responses from without fail. I mean, yes, you have like white people being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so literally like every minority group you can think of. I'm talking like, I, like gay friends, you know, friends of color, literally a friend of mine who has a disability and they're like, oh my God. And it's like, you would think that these are the people who are applauding it and wanting this. And they're like, we didn't act like what yeah, yeah, you guys are doing too much. So what yeah. does that say? I think that that's really interesting that it's. Yeah. Oh, and who was, who did you have on recently? Everyone should listen. Um, she is a black woman. She was yes. promoting a movie. Yes. Um, yeah. uh, Clark, yes. Right. Yes. Clark, Clark Yes. Yes, she's in the new movie, I Want You Back on Amazon. That's actually a funny rom-com, like the first funniest rom-com rom in yeah. like a decade. But yeah. she talks about this and she's like, it is so cringe. Like, this is not it. Yeah, that was such a good, all your interviews, mm -hmm. Taylor. I mean, whether thank you're solo, you. whether you're doing oh, an interview. like, um, But yeah, and but just back to Euphoria real quick. I'm telling you, I could, we could stay here like for the whole night, but that means we have to have you back on Taylor. If you'll accept us. Um, I, well, this is why I said earlier, like, uh, why can't you be straight? Because you're my dream guy. Like <laughs> so smart, funny. Like, I love you both. You're both like open-minded and I love having, you know, I love being in the pop culture world, but it yeah. could be frivolous. And I love getting into the nitty gritty and like these intellectual oh yeah i love it i could be here all day yeah yeah well because so, like pop culture you guys are so smart what i oh thank you thank Taylor. you i mean and that's coming from you with you know your mind and knowing what you're doing with all your content i look up to you i idolize how you, you like do a solo show and are entertaining i mean that's a really thank difficult you. task um i mean mary does it with her true crime episodes once in a while and that's tough um, but yeah. Oh, so euphoria. I just want to yeah. say what I like, what I really think they do well is not hitting you over the head. Like okay. that the people are who they are, like whatever their sexuality, you know, whatever their marginalized 
um, identity. Like they are who they are and they're not going to be didactic. They're not going to give you a lesson. They're not going to throw you in front of the chalkboard. Yes. And yeah, like to me, it's like euphoria is on this one spectrum. And then there's then just like that. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you at the euphoria, the comment on euphoria. It's definitely more of like, yeah, these are like they're people. They're here. They, they exist in this world. Like there is nothing that needs to be said about them necessarily like preachy yeah. in that way. It's just it's like, yeah, they're they they exist in this world. And just like, let's leave it at that. And let's see what happens with their storylines, you know. But yeah. again, even their storylines aren't like preachy about like whatever their sexual situation orientation is so and it's also like let's focus like let's stop trying to get this person that person I mean when you think about iconic okay Andrew tell me correct me if I'm wrong but like the birdcage okay we're focused here on a gay like two gay men at the time provocative. Okay, let's focus on that. We also didn't have, you know, a person on crutches, an indigenous, a this, a, it's like, no, let's like focus and make something iconic and like have it have a strong message. And it's like, you know, honestly, I don't even know if the birdcage would be made today because they would probably, it probably wouldn't be like woken up. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. nothing's enough. It's so sad. Yeah, and it was, and it's such a fun, and that's the thing, like, what we're losing too. It's like everything's so serious, and like that movie is like is a, you know, comedic, you know, classic. And oh, it is. It is. That's what I. And Mrs. Doubtfire, like Mrs. Doubtfire, love that movie. Yeah, Robin Williams, you know, up in the ether, amazing. I hail that Harvey Firestein in it. That scene with the masks, you know. But again. Yeah, that's been thrown under the bus, too, with critiques. And I it's mean, like, why? Why? And it's like, yeah, he's doing drag like it has a purpose. I mean, it's yes. comedic. It's campy. But yes. like we keep returning. It was kind of I did. You know, bring up. Um, do you remember the Greece controversy, Taylor? Yes. How? Yes. Yeah. Like how Greece she becomes like she's the nice. Um you know, preppy school child with her, you know, preppiness and she's so naive. Then she becomes the badass and leather at the end. Um, And they're like, this is sexist. Well, I brought it up to my students, like just to see, okay, talking about musicals. I was just listening to it as I was walking to the class to prepare. And um, I'm not teaching it, but you know, I'm always listening to musicals. So I said, well, wait, do you all remember that there was some controversy? And they're like, we don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> they had no idea. They're like, but, we actually don't know what Greece is. Well, so what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like, what is Greece? You know, what happened to your car? <laughs> you know, Professor MB? No. But um, <laughs> so, but I think it goes to your point and why I just love what you do, Taylor. The attention span, like what people think is actually, um, such a controversy is, you know, not lasting. Like people are not remembering Mm -hmm. that. And yeah. And that's why it's so sad and it's so stupid. I mean, when you talk even about like Mrs. Doubtfire or, you know, Birdcage, whatever it is, like now you have all these things where it's like, well, you know, it can't be a gay character or a trans character unless that's what they are in real life and all this. And it's like, you know, 
they're actors. Like they are pretending to be something they're not. And I want to see, you know, a seat at the table for everybody. I want there to be opportunity for people who didn't get it before, but at the same time, who's best for the role? I mean, it's going to be because you have to check these boxes and be literally by definition of an actor, you are playing someone you are not. So now we're getting so granular. And to your point, Andrew, it's like, for what? Because two seconds later, everyone forgets about it anyway. So, well, you know, going back to woke amnesia. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This whole interview, we have just made our circle. Well, (laughs) Taylor, you are invited back anytime. I know Mary and I, we want you maybe Oh yeah, we should definitely have you like as more, you know, summer series come come out, like get you back in the fall, you know, however we can all work together. Ivory Tower Boiler Room, Cancel Me Baby, so similar in like how we're delivering content. And thank you, Taylor. This was just, yes, I'm so, I'm so rejuvenated from this conversation. (laughs) Ditto. And it's so, I mean, between your DMs and supporting my show and even this conversation, it's like in the really hard times, not to get deep, but like, this is why I do what I do. And it's so refreshing and exciting. And you guys are exactly like my people. You're open-minded, like I said, and so smart and fun and willing to go there. And so it has been so much fun on I could go on and on like you guys forever and don't like the psychology of it all yes <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah obsessed yeah I so well and you. the new se- um season of Bridgerton's coming out maybe that's you know oh, what yeah we should talk about that that's what we're gonna do yes. we're gonna get into Bridgerton yes there you go you can even do like a live stream <gasps> oh I like that yeah yeah we should do a live stream okay well thank you Taylor Thank you, Mary. Thank you Um, both. You're both so awesome. Thanks for sharing your time with me. Yeah, well, of course. And thanks to our listeners who I'm sure are like taking so many notes. I don't even know (laughs) wherever you are right now listening. We know that you have a lot of opinions. So this is what this episode's about is have your opinions, you know? Mm Just listen, yeah. listen We're to with us. you in spirit, but don't pull yes. a Chrissy Teigen or else though. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, so. yeah. Uh. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, Mary, I really hope that we get to be with Taylor on our IG live at Ivory Tower Boiler Room. See, I'm crafty <laughs> here. Um, and we do that Bridgerton viewing party. We definitely yes. have to do it. Have to mm-hmm. see what happens with uh, male nudity. Mm. Is it going to be equal with male, <laughs> male and female? I don't know. The jury's out. Find out. <laughs> um, but how can they find the video, which is this video with Taylor Ferber, both parts. Everyone mm. needs to see these expressions and Taylor's um, merchandise and mm-hmm. just the whole persona. This video really, it's so exciting. So how can they find us? 
Mary. Yeah, so you're going to want to go to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash ivory tower boiler room and become a patron. Then you will unlock access to not only Taylor's video, but other videos from our interviews as well. Exactly. And other awesome content. Exactly. And I'm holding up a coffee here. Literally uh, <laughs> $5 for an iced coffee at Starbucks. And all you have to do is pay $5 and you become a Patreon member. Mm-hmm. And you unlock almost all our videos, um, unless they're very exclusive and you want to get our merchandise, then you become an Ivory Tower member. Okay, so follow us on Twitter at Ivory Boiler Room. Follow us on our TikTok. Oh, especially this one. You want to follow us for these mm-hmm. video clips and mm-hmm. Taylor's Joe Francis insider knowledge with Girls Gone Wild at oh, Ivory yes. Tower Boiler Room. Um, thank you to the team. I'm Andrew Rimby, the executive director, joined by Mary DePippi, our chief contributor, who also has True Crime and Academia. Listen on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Um, Jaren Usta, our marketing director, our fabulous interns, Kim Dallas and Nicole Arguello. And we're going to play out, well, not to blame it on the alcohol, but to some, <laughs> so, to some fun, quirky Los Angeles transition music. Okay. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.